Hello and welcome to episode number 193 of the Quote Podcast. Going to be a very long intro, although it's not really an intro because there's so much stuff. We haven't had an episode in a while. We couldn't put out one until the end of this month. So many things have happened. So many things have ended. So many things have... I was going to say so many things have begun, but that's not really true. So, uh, a lot about endings, uh, yeah, I guess new beginnings, because we do discuss the new Batman casting, and there's some, uh, disagreement, there's a long tangent about that, you're gonna notice, just, uh, before I get started on some of the stuff that I'm gonna cover, I did say previously that I was gonna cover the stuff in a separate episode, but the hell with it, I'm just gonna do some short takes at the beginning before we get into the main part of this episode, you're going to notice a couple little cuts and edits. There's just some stuff that we needed to... Uh, it's over two hours, including this intro. It's probably going to max out when I'm finished talking about what I wanted to talk about just separately. I was going to split it into two episodes, but uh, we're going to do... There's a whole different set of things that we're going to be doing in June and in July and August. Like, there's... A lot of that is going to be happening. I know there haven't been any postings, new posting. There are, ooh, excuse me. There are a couple of new videos that were shot of the episodes. We have not put those up. I have not had time to edit those. Uh, so yeah, uh, I am very much behind on the things that are going on with uh, this podcast. But uh, we are trying to put out. You know, still doing the once a month. It's either going to be the third Sunday of every month that these are going to go up or the last Sunday. More likely, it's, I think I mentioned this last time, it's going to be the last Sunday of every month. So, yeah, uh, so much to talk about. I figured we'd pack it all into one really long, ridiculously long episode. But the short take, so stuff that that has happened that we didn't get to talk about, we didn't get to review, uh, The Tick Season 2. If you haven't checked it out, you should definitely check it out. If you enjoyed it all, The Tick Season 1, you should definitely check out The Tick Season 2 on Amazon Prime. was not expecting there to be a second season. It is still shot in New York. There, It is uh, just, it is not as serious. It's actually a little bit more goofy, uh, especially because they're singing lobsters in it, singing lobster children, babies. I won't spoil anything about that. There is a lobster monster and some singing lobster babies. So that's pretty silly. The relationships between all the characters uh, become a little bit deeper. The Tick and Arthur try out for the Flag Five, and so does Miss Lint, uh, who was a villain, a henchman of the Terror in the previous episode. She decides to go uh, the hero route in this season. So yeah, overall, uh, would highly recommend The Tick Season 2. If you were all a fan of any of the incarnations of The Tick, this is uh, it is better than the previous live-action one, in my opinion. Uh, the guy who plays The Tick, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I always... Peter Sienofsky... I always... I will butcher his last name. Sienofowitz? Uh, something like that. He is totally doing an Adam West, uh, as we discussed when we reviewed Season 1. It's great. The guy who played the actor who plays Arthur is great. Victoria Curry, uh, I think Victoria Curry is her name. The actress who plays Dot, uh, sort of. Sp no, I won't spoiler it, spoiler, but her 
uh, arc in this season is really interesting. Uh, Overkill's arc in this in this season is really interesting. I think uh, there's a more than an even. I would say like the the cartoon was really goofy. The comic book had some seriousness in it. Uh, some like dealing with like mental issues and stuff like that. I am of the opinion that Ben Edlin, the creator of the Tick, and the guy who's been primarily behind all the incarnations of the Tick, he was an executive producer and a primary writer on all the different versions of it. He is the same thing in this version of the Tick. And I think with it, each incarnation, he gets better and better. He's written for other television shows, so he's just gotten progressively better at what he does. And it's season two is, I would say, is, is a real st- step up. Like they expand things, uh, they expand the scope of the show. Uh, there's some genuine like character moments, but it doesn't lose any of the silliness that you we have all come to enjoy with the tick and if you're an all fan of the tick this is a very good very enjoyable adaptation so that's the tick i only made it through the first half of the season of hannah i love hannah the movie basically the first half of the season of hannah on amazon is the exact same as the movie so i don't know maybe in later episodes it goes it deviates from the movie or expands on stuff with the movie but if you've seen the movie i don't know if it's worth watching the show what else do we have there's so oh god there's so many things so i we really in this episode that uh is not that is eve and rich and me and charlie uh we really jump in on endgame and the Game of Thrones finale. I do have more feelings about Game of Thrones finale. It's likely we're still going to be talking about Game of Thrones next month as well, just because it's such a, an event, a lesser event, uh, although really, really pulling for someone like Netflix or Hulu, Hulu or Amazon Prime to pick up a fourth season. Would love to see a fourth season of Into the Badlands. In a lot of ways, the finale of Into the Badlands, there are some great character endings uh especially if you became a fan of louis louis tan of a uh, gaius and minerva's relationship there is definitely you'll be happy with their ending there's a lot of characters that uh i think you'll be happy with the ending there uh and a couple that you will be there's there's just some stuff it looks like they were really pulling and hoping that they're going to get a, a fourth season because their characters... It, it sort of ends on a cliffhanger where, you know... The, uh, spoiler if you haven't watched it. Big spoilers for this. The main character dies, quote-unquote, and one of the other characters is on the verge of... Uh, Tilda's on the verge of death that we never find out if she's okay. But then we get a glimpse into sunny going into someplace else where he re-meets the master who has also died who also died this season and apparently there's like a whole thing after death that they're gonna address it's like all mystical the fight sequences leading up to the finale really i would say like uh aside from maybe the last five minutes of Into the Badlands. Into the Badlands really like stepped up and it, it, you know, it's unfortunate that I mean a lot of people did watch the last 3 episodes, so hopefully it has enough momentum that 
one of the streaming services. We'll pick it up as we, as you guys probably know, if you're a fan of this podcast, I'm a huge fan of Into the Badlands. Uh, I, I usually end up talking by myself about it because none of the other people that I, I know watch Into the Badlands. I know it has a really strong fan base. I'm really bummed to see it go. I hope it comes back in a streaming format, which probably would serve it a lot better. But uh, Latoya Morgan was one of the primary writers behind the season, and it's just it got so much better this season. And then I want to say that the very end was a disappointment, and it was a disappointment because it wasn't really a finale. And so... I not I wouldn't say that I was broken up, but I'm a little like, okay, we didn't really get an end. It, it almost feels, even though we got three seasons out of Into the Badlands, there's definitely a Firefly feeling to it, where it's just like, I don't know if Into the Badlands should have you know gotten something like 10 seasons or something ridiculous like Supernatural, which, I, which was like 15 seasons, but I think four to maybe even five would uh as we as has been reiterated uh, by a couple different people i think that the pocket for a series is five seasons uh for most series unless they're like a mini series so yeah uh i think is the badlands easily easily has at least two more seasons in it, and it really had improved and gotten better in the third season uh in, in the second season when they ad- added nick frost the series you know was elevated by leaps and bounds just by nature of him being in it and i you know there's some things you like on any show you can't fix uh mk the character the the no offense to the actor erasmus knight is not a good actor there's a lot of still some a bunch of you know it's the cast is about evenly divided between uh really bad actors okay actors and terrible actors or at least i don't know to act you know actors who are not given great stuff to do so uh there's some fantastic stuff in there i still think it's worth watching i still think it's you know hashtag save the badlands i still think the series is worth saving and i hope we see and at least another two seasons of that show, because that would be great. Unfortunately, The Gifted also seems to have ended. I have been a defender of The Gifted. I know there's a lot of people who have different mixed feelings about The Gifted, which is the X-Men show. It uh, made the smart decision of being mostly detached from the X-Men universe. Of uh, The movies, I think, uh, with the Disney acquisition, acquisition? acquisition of... You know, Marvel uh, of Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox, you're going to see all that stuff retconned, which is also sad because The Gifted also has like a mix of like not so great actors and some great actors and some not so great writing and some great writing. Uh, But it was, again, this season of The Gifted, they did a lot of, like they stepped up and I would have loved to see at least one more season of the gifted, uh, got attached, really attached to those characters. There's a lot of C-list sort of X-Men characters like Porlaris and and uh, John Proudstar, and, you know, a bunch of the Fenris twins, not the Fenris from the comic books, the Fenris in the show. 
And yeah, of course, as many people have said, it's the Acker Hour. You get to see Amy Acker just kicking ass as a mom. And that was great. So there was a lot of positive things about The Gifted. And I'm bummed to see that go as well. On the bright side, there was a show that we all thought was canceled and is coming back from a a third and final season, which is Legion. Which I figure is like there was such a strong response to the second season and I guess a strong enough response to save Legion that they're doing one more season. I have no idea what the fuck they're going to do this season cuz it's I'm ha- I'm super excited it's back cuz that show is batshit insane and it's an X-Men show but it's so detached from the X-Men universe. They take so many like narrative and visual and you know everything about that show I think is they're taking chances with it, and it's amazing. It's the best X-Men thing that has ever been uh, produced, and that's hands down all of the movies, including the 90s cartoon. I would even argue that. Sorry, I'm a, I was a huge fan of the 90s cartoon. I know there are a lot of people out there who were too, but I would argue that the best X-Men property that <clears throat> so far that's ever been released is legion and if uh if only because it's so fucking crazy uh it's great i love it i know it has a lot of fans out there uh and i'm super excited about that quiet dogs oh that's the other thing you're gonna hear some dogs you're gonna hear a what uh basically like a hacking cough from a dog uh that is a, a a little dog named bernie so you will hear him a little bit in the podcast maybe even while i am discussing these things also, a quick hit, uh, we are still going to have the anime episode, it's just, it's been a nightmare trying to organize that scheduling-wise with Angelo, just trying to find a weekend or a, or a weekday where we could all get together and discuss things. That being said, the hand, the two series, if you have not watched Promise Neverland, go and if you have access to Crunchyroll or you're an anime fan, subscribe to Crunchyroll. Get uh get yourself on that uh on Promise Neverland. Definitely check that out. I won't go and get into the well I'll get a little bit into the, the the premise of that. It's a bunch of kids who are in kind of an orphanage, uh raised by this like uh matron who overseen by this matron and then they're sent off where it's imply that they are going off to their adopted families and they find out that they're actually going to be like basically fed to demons. And so the kids have this escape plan and it play it, there's a lot of for a show about kids there's a lot of like really sophisticated plotting and planning and and interpersonal drama and it, it's uh with the the friends and Betrayal, like it's it's for a show about kids. It's really uh, dense. Also, a great shonen anime that has come out uh, that is currently airing, Demon Slayer. It's fantastic uh, about a kid whose family is murdered by demons, except for his sister, who is infected and becomes a demon. Uh, but he doesn't kill her, and she doesn't like kill him. So they go off. He gets trained to be a demon slayer, uh, and it's great. Those are the two like more recent anime that I would highly, highly recommend. I would. I also might have tweeted about this, and I put it out on social media. I love me some Baki. Baki is so god awful. It's on Netflix. Uh, it is so bad that it borders on on parody. 
I, I, it is like if you like yourself some trash anime, I highly, highly, highly recommend Baki. It is such a joy of stupidity. It's amazing. I would also highly recommend if you liked uh, Bojack Horseman and you want to watch something that is done by the same people, but definitely not as nihilistic or, or, uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely not as nihilistic or depressing. Then watch uh, Tuca and Birdie. It's great. The two stars are Tiffany Haddish uh, and Ali Wong. So good. Uh, watch that. It's definitely, it'll add some brightness to your day. So watch Tuca and Birdie. Also, if you have not, if you're at all an action fan and you watch the previous two John Wick films or the Raid films, for the love of God, go out there and see John Wick 3, uh, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Again, one of those things is like I couldn't uh, – we'll probably cover it a little bit more in depth in a, in a further episode. Uh, I will only say that if you like the John Wick films – it does all of the things that the previous two did. It expands the world and also expands the scope. The action sequences are even crazier, if that's even fucking possible. They're, it is so well done. Uh, I, If you were at all a fan of action films or of canneries or anything, I would highly recommend seeing uh, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. It is, it is great. A lot of movie reviews are going to be coming very, very soon because just got AMC A-list, so we're going to be seeing a lot of movies. You're going to be a lot, a lot more. Uh, there's going to be a lot more quick takes over the summer of, uh, of even if it's just me discussing various movies that have come out. Super excited about a bunch of the shows that are coming out. Uh, end of this month, Good Omens is coming out. We'll have a review for uh, for you of that. Probably in the beginning of June, if not the end of June, because of the way that these podcasts have been coming out. So much to uh, more to discuss, I think. But I am I am recording this a little bit late on Sunday, and it is Memorial Day weekend, so I'm probably going to go back out, even though it was hot. It was terrible here in New York uh, a little earlier. I think it's a little nicer now. I'm going to go out, I'm going to have some fun, you should do that too, because this probably is going to post tonight, you probably won't hear it until tomorrow. In the meantime, at the beginning of June, uh, first Saturday in June, uh, the Ranger Zone is back, go see go see that, it is an awesome show, a combination of com- comedians and a poet, a featured poet hosted by April and Amy Rose Ranger. It's a great show. It is free. It is at Branded Saloon, which is, I if I'm getting this right, which I think I am, it's on the corner of Bergen and Vanderbilt in Prospect Heights, uh, Hearts, Prospect Heights, Brooklyn, uh, technically probably the edge of Prospect Heights and Crown Heights in Brooklyn. Go check that out. As always, check go check out, you know, go see live shit. There's a lot of really cool... Live shows happening uh, over the summer. There's so much free concerts you you can go see. You can listen to this while you're outside. So go to fuck outside and have a good time. Go to see live comedy. Uh, the Living Room Comedy Show is still every Friday night at... at uh, oh my God, this is why I should be uh, ending this little uh, short takes version of the podcast because I can't remember where the goddamn thing is. 
Post Rock Cafe in, in Park Slope, Brooklyn. That is 6th Street. Uh, sorry. D- yeah, 6th Street between 4th and 5th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn. That is a living room comedy show. You might want to call or hit them up, uh, look them up online and reserve seats because it does get po- kind of packed out. It is a free show. It is awesome. Yeah, uh, I think that is it for these things. We'll probably sneak in either another short episode or we'll just cover it all in uh, in an overly long episode next month. So uh, enjoy this episode. Quo track of us on Twitter, at NerdPerquo on Twitter. We are live tweeting occasionally things. I'm not live tweeting uh, Legends of Tomorrow just because I don't get to watch it until the day afterward. Because a lot of times I'm just not home when it is airing live. Uh, I still love me some Legends of Tomorrow, even though that show is terrible. I love me some Matt Ryan. He is the, he is a perfect John Constantine. I'm so glad that he's still on the show. I, I love me some Katie Lotz, who, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that show. In spite of, in spite of its uh, its terribleness, so again, if you want some joy in your life, watch Legends of Tomorrow. You could pretty much skip Arrow and the Flash at this point. Although I am peeking in on the Flash every once in a while. Uh, yeah, do the thing. Stay nerdy, y'all. At Nerdporkle on Twitter. If you liked this episode, please hit subscribe. Please tell your friends to tell their friends. I know I've said this before, but we are coming up on that 200th episode. We want to do a live one. I have plans. The plans of many things. Just, I'm not going to do the mice, mice and men. It's just best laid plans often fall victim to schedule problems. So enjoy this episode 193 of the Nerd Poco Podcast. Yay. Okay, we, we're already recording right now. Just, just. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I wrapped with you. It's guys. been a, there's been, there's a, so it, it's been so long that there's actually stuff that uh, we collectively need to talk about. And this is going to be probably another one of those episodes where I was going to break it up into two episodes. I'm just not. The intro for this episode is probably going to be an hour in and of itself. Because there's a bunch of stuff that I watched personally that I don't think anyone else I know <laughs> watched. Maybe Eliel, who's probably going to end up uh, listening to this and go, why were they all in my... <laughs> why were they all in the apartment? He's going to know because he's going to hear... Before we continue. I might edit I have, that up. We have to talk about how lovely Eliel yeah. Let's start with the most obvious thing because it was like the biggest thing that happened. Let's start with Endgame because I have a lot of Endgame thoughts, and then uh, we might move on to stuff that uh, <laughs> Charlie and and Rich might just have to sit there <laughs> while even I discuss Game of Thrones because <laughs> I'm I'm sure we have a lot of feelings about Game of Thrones that we need to get through. I'm surprised you guys aren't on that. But when you think about it, that's like a crazy weekend to have like the biggest movie and the biggest TV show. Yeah. All ending in the same All event. ending. And I... Who planned that? I don't know, but I, I know that this probably won't be the only episode that we discuss Game of Thrones. There are so many people I know who have so many different feelings about, <laughs> about that finale. <laughs> Especially all the product... All, all of the unintended product placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but just I was la- I was just LOLing in along. Year is Game of Thrones meant to take it's an alternate universe, so there is no... It's just medieval. Yeah, it's a fantasy world, so it's medieval. Where Starbucks exists. Yeah. 
Oh, water bottles too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Poland Spring. Well, I mean, how else are you supposed to drink water when you're? There's a wow. We're gonna. We're, okay, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just go right into Game of Thrones then. <laughs> Listen, um, I am a huge fan, and what breaks my heart is the fact that Dan and Dave, or the douches right now, are just so clearly letting us know that they're just itching to get Disney money right now. That they just like ham they shortchange the season. I'm just pissed off. You know they did shortchange a season. Yes. Condense for what they wanted to do. It just it just fell flat. You know, it's not that it was bad, it's just like they let up let left us wanting some more. You know, yeah. in terms of yeah. so, characters so they're crazy. Yeah, there are people who are literally change.orging to have season eight redone by competent writers. So I I saw an interesting thing about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was my favorite thing that I saw was the comedian Mike Lawrence, who was just like, yeah, sure. All the people who signed the petition, let you get in a writer's room for a TV show. See how well you produce it. I was like, see what happens when your line producer comes and tells you that you're over budget and find out that that. I, I'm guessing about three quarters of the people who signed that petition have no idea what a fucking line producer is on a TV show. It's like it's not like the writers are the only people who are involved with that show. But, like, but is there something to be said about how that final season came together? That people, the people are correct to be. Should people be this passionately upset? Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask because my knee jerk. Uh, re, uh, response to that question is always no. I think, and and don't get me started because I had a lot of feels about how disappointing and upsetting the end of Into the Badlands, which I can't discuss because none of you watch Into the Badlands. And <laughs> Into the Badlands actually ended too, a couple of days the Monday before Game of Thrones ended. Uh, it's just not as many people watched into the badlands and that's why it was ending and the end was very much i will discuss it in 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 the intro to this apparently uh was very much we're really hoping some streaming service picks this up because the end was not an end it was we have more shit that we we have more story to tell it's an open end yeah it was the pilot for netflix to consider yeah yeah basically basically or amazon uh Game, I, I totally get people who are upset. I get investing that many years. I didn't. I binged watched like seasons one through five over the course of a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't watching it as it aired. So I have a very different emotional reaction to the show. Mm-hmm. I watched the last two seasons as it aired. I do agree that the, this past season, number one was too short and number two was the writing was a mess. There was a lot of unevenness, unevenness, and I think it was uneven and a mess because it was so short. They were trying to get so much done. They needed, if not a whole other season, then at least eight more episodes. So something like, or something like five more episodes. They needed more episodes to do what they. I think they I wanted feel like to do. That's like the tricky thing because yeah. I feel like every like. 
it's almost there's too many episodes or too few and there's and I don't know what the sweet spot I, no, number actually, is for sweet, the sweet spot has been 10 episodes 10 10 and been yeah I was just going to say that I mean usually it, 10 they wanted to leave they got that disney money right but but how many episodes did they do this Wait, this season 6 what do you mean they got what? disney money They're yeah they do like a star wars thing they those two writers are going to work with Disney and Disney. Oh, oh. So they've been itching to get off this boat to get real Disney. Really? Not HBO. Like I didn't even know that. I'm surprised I didn't know that. But, <laughs> but, I, but that, yeah. to get that Disney shit. And that's, I mean. And yeah, but to rushing, jeopardize an entire. That's what I feel. That's what I feel. That's and not. that to to get off this contract, they have that's to not cool. Are we talking about the creators? Dan and Dave. Dan and Dave. Okay, right, here's my thing about Dan and Dave, though. Honestly, fuck them. Not just for Game of Thrones and not for taking Disney money. It was just like, really, we're upset at those two guys for day uh, for Game of Thrones. Do we remember what their next show was going to be before everyone went, fuck you, you can't have that as a show? Yeah. I mean, I'm not what, saying... What were they okay, get, someone... someone I, I, don't I forget what it was. Like. It's was it... Was it reality. Was it literally called... Yeah. Was it called Confederate? Was that what it was yeah. called? It was yeah. like... Yeah, it was yeah. It was like Man in the High ca- Castle, except it's what if the South oh, won the Civil no. War? Yeah, and everyone was like, that was Whoa. everyone's reaction was, oh, no. You mean the guys who ran the show where they didn't know how to write or handle Black people of color at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unsurprised. That was proved yeah. definitively in this season. If you didn't believe it before, it was proved definitively in this season of Game of Thrones that they really don't know how to they, – they killed off the one woman of color on the entire – which, of course – was gonna happen but on the entire <laughs> fucking show the it was gonna happen not because she's a, not necessarily because she's a woman of color mostly because when you have a universe a universe that is like that is someone again show that none of you watch so i apologize except m- me and maybe some people listening to this so there's a character there's a guy on twitter i can't remember i wish i could remember his twitter name i apologize i will look it up afterwards and i will link to it uh, I was live tweeting the episode where, uh, <clears throat> oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on her name? Eve, please help me. Miss Sunday. Thank you, Miss Sunday. When she was killed, so, uh, this dude went on. It was just like it's just like when Vale was killed on Into the Badlands, and Into and Vale was a similar character. It's a woman of color, the only woman of color until later seasons uh, of Into the Badlands, because Into the Badlands actually has had one of the most diverse casts on television uh but it's the in a universe where good people don't survive uh and in the into the badlands universe Vale was like the only redeemable character like who just what hadn't done anything horrible wasn't trying to redeem themselves for some horrible thing they did in the past masande was the only in my opinion the only like genuinely like good person on that show and I think not just as a motivator for for Daenerys to do what she did, but also as like just a representation. I was like, here's the one good person who was left, the one good, good, like morally good character. And morally good characters do not su- survive on Game of Thrones. Like that's just Ned a fact. Stark. Ned Stark is like, if you were upset about Missandei, like you, it shouldn't have really come as a surprise if you consider Ned Stark. 
It's like the good characters do not survive on Game of Thrones. But, I mean, yes, they were the ones who tried to create that show, but it didn't stop them from creating coherent seasons. Yes. I mean, that is true. It's, it, my issue is like, just, just, what's the point? Just like eight episodes, nine episodes, it would not kill them. Yeah, they gave us longer episodes. Yeah. But it still wasn't. Just like seeing Daenerys going from sane at the beginning of the season to Mad Queen. Yeah. One, two, three. It's well, well, here here are two things. Here's one thing that. that I think. <laughs> here's one thing that I think uh, the writers could not fix uh, from that started last season and went into this season. Uh, the romance, the love between John and Daenerys was never believable because those two actors have zero chemistry on screen. So, like, and Kit Harrington is a really mediocre, and I mean, actually, both of them really mediocre actors. No, no, to be well, honest, to be fair, I give her some credit. Like the her scene on the dragon where she's in King's Landing, she really cracked that moment. Yeah, when she goes batshit crazy. You could see the transformation. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she's got skills. I just think that the deficiency lies with Kit. You know, Kit is a weaker actor compared to... And that that relationship was never believable. Have you ever seen Seven Days in Hell? No, but see, that's different, though. That's... He's not doing... There's something that, like... The type of actor he is... Mm-hmm. Playing that type of role, I feel, is easier than trying to be. G- that, what, wait, what's that? So, show? so Seven Days in Hell is a. It's an Andy Samberg HBO movie where it it's a it's a spoof of the longest tennis match in history. Yeah, where it takes place over the course of seven days, and Kit Harrington is his opponent, and he's like the dumbest, simplest person. But knowing what I understand about Kit Harrington's acting, you watch him and it's like, it's a little hard for you to play dumb and stupid, isn't it? And that's your wheelhouse. So yeah, something, yeah. So it's like, if you're in your wheelhouse and you're struggling, why did he become like this mythic character that, that's the thing. on Game of Thrones? But, but here's the thing. Jon Snow is his wheelhouse because Jon Snow has been consistently an idiot Throughout the entire series, idiot. he's a good idiot. Yeah, which is why the only you the know nothing, the only surprise in that whole final episode. By the way, if you haven't watched it, spoilers. Whatever. If you haven't watched, it, <laughs> if you haven't watched it. Fuck You're you. You're a loser. So, sorry, sorry. We're gonna spoil the end. We're gonna spoil a bunch of shit that happens in the ending for you. Uh, you two. Whatever. Well, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. We're uh, not the racing to watch it. Yeah. Good. The only. S- it's, it's worth it's worth it it's Eventually. worth it uh uh there's stuff you there's definitely a lot of stuff that's you gotta sit through uh that is problematic and is justified by it's it's a medieval society it's like we know stop using rape as a motivator for everything um but uh I will say the only thing that was a surprise in that entire episode was John actually had the sense to kill <laughs> Daenerys. Yeah, by the way, the, your beer is not the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, great. So, so, so for context, for context, because this is not, because the podcast, because, because a podcast, is, because a podcast is not a visual medium. 
Eve just tried to talk into the mic, but instead it talked into the beer bottle as if it was the mic. We're busy looking at you. We didn't even see that Eve's a dummy. That's great. It's okay. I just I just noticed that you started talking into the beer as if it was the mic. It's been a long and it was just week. like, by the way, let's leave him alone. I, 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 I get, <laughs> He's shaking. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Eve needs a minute. Do you need a I minute? Mean, do you need to pause? In Eve's, in, in Eve's defense, in, Eve, in Eve's defense, it's it's not it's it's quite a good beer that you want to you want to talk to it. Yeah, you want to tell it all kinds of things, all kinds of little somethings. Oh, damn, man. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. I like. I won't. Part of the reason I'm laughing so hard is because that's definitely something that I would do as well. So. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I turned around. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, I, I just forgot. My <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, the only surprise to me was that John actually had the sense to like kill kill her when he realized it was like, oh, this is necessary. Uh, that being said, like as 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 pissed off as people, acting, Jogon. yeah, Jogon. yeah, just a nudge, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 so there's as as much as everyone. So here's what I'm gonna say about that finale. As much as everyone, I do know people who love the finale. By the way, who I do want to talk to about it. Uh, I will say that I was initially very very upset. Uh, but I was actually more upset with the episode previous than I was with the final episode. Just because of the way Jamie and Cersei went out was a letdown. The transition between between her uh, Danny going from my hands were on my face. I just did not see that coming. I didn't see them going out like that. It felt like a letdown though. I was like, don't do it. Don't yeah. Do it. I saw her eyes cr- just twitch. I see the cray emerging. It's like, don't do it. And then I was heartbroken just to see her fall yeah. from grace. You know, yeah. seeing as her, seeing that character as a hero and just to turn as a villain like that. Yeah, like, he'll turn. Uh, but the finale, uh, number one, you have a lot of actually good moments in that finale. Some of them are little and stupid, like... Uh, my whole thing, which I created a hashtag, it, it didn't pick up, but I don't care. It was just pet your goddamn pet your damn dog, Jon Snow. What does which that was, mean? Uh, he he has a uh he had a direwolf that was with him like basically the entire series. When he goes to King's Landing to basically overthrow Cersei, he leaves Ghost, which is his direwolf beha- behind. Everyone got super upset. No 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 no. They okay. Got super upset when. A horde of dead zombies, over a, close to a million, just descends on them, and he lets his dog charge on the front line. There's charge zombies. on the front line, yeah, yeah. So that's like evidence number one. Of There's zombies in this. Owner. I mean, yes, zombies is kind of over an oversimplification, uh, but yes, that's there, that's there, unfortunate. There are dragons and zombies. Yeah, I expect yes. dragons, but zombies. Mm. 
I'm Maybe. out. And, I'm out. and I want no part because of, this. of budget budget issues, yeah, they could not afford to create a scene where he just pets his dog goodbye in a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then everyone just on Twitter, okay, and media says, "Oh, bad dog owner." And I know you just flipped out. Well, no, no, no. My my whole big thing was he he basically kids again consistently kind of treated ghosts like shit uh which is why like for so many people the the core emotional moment of that entire last episode was just john snow petting his fucking direwolf it's just like Petra. in fact there were, i was watching it with a bunch of people and there was literally like four of us like when he returned to winterfell and they saw ghosts were just like pet your fucking dog john snow <laughs> Like, yeah. So there was that. Uh, Drogon, Drogon basically pulling a fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. Uh, except there was no you're cool. It was more like, he looks at John. he looks like he's gonna burn John. he goes, with the dragon equivalent of, fuck you, fuck this place, fuck that throne, I'm out. And he flies away with Danny's body, like, Lifeless mother's body. Yeah, his lifeless mother's body. Yeah, uh, that was great. I gotta say, when they actually nominated Bran, and instead of like there being some big Bran, that offends me. It does, happened. but but Bran, he does. He's a kid and he's crippled, but he has a power of foresight. However, he does not contribute at all in anything throughout these eight seasons. So he's just down there on his wheelchair, and then he. Just becomes king. Yeah. Well, well. Here's the thing about that. Here's like the, one of my students. That re- that that. that really irritated me when I first watched it, but then like when I thought about it and I thought about that moment that they nominate him and he just goes, "What do you think I've been?" Yeah. To, is basically he sort of knew like he. There's some debate about whether he could actually see the future or he just sees probables. He sees fragments. Yeah, he sees fragments. So his basic thing was, well, all these people are gonna who I know are gonna live are gonna tr- are pr- gonna try and protect me. Uh, I don't want the throne, but I'm I'm just gonna sit around and wait for it because I also appreciated that that Sam, because of, of course it's Sam, was the guy who got up and went essentially democracy and that one ha, 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 ha. we're a medieval society and we're not doing democracy uh but it's so in sam's character number one oh again i really appreciate that sam lived uh i was not expecting sam to live i really appreciate the fact that sam lived um going back towards the end i think my only issue aside from yeah this season was rushed but towards the end just they did john dirty my issue is that he has sacrificed a lot for it's true that's true i kind of envisioned him the ending is what i expected i just the path of him getting there path of him being forced into the night's watch as opposed to him choosing that for himself sure sure that was my biggest issue but but he doesn't end up being on the night's watch because there doesn't need to be a night's watch anymore so he goes uh, so i mean the 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 bet the other great part that everyone was happy about was Jon Snow pet his goddamn do- dog, and then he went off to be happily, happily with Tormund. Like, oh, the one character ending that pissed me off that someone 
like made a comment about that. I was like, yeah, that's accurate. It's like so. Brienne's ending is essentially she's writing a a, a Tinder profile for dead Jamie. Like that's that's her ending. That's a bad way of looking at that, considering she's. Uh, it is, but I feel like it's kind of accurate, crazy. though. I feel like they, she's the one she character. Did, I, she I, did I, love Jamie. She did. But I do feel like with oh, the arc Marianne of that. is the only. She's one of the favorite, one of my favorite characters. Who yeah. Is the also, really happy she made it out. She made it out. She made it out, too. Of the most noble of warriors, but was able to, you know, overcome uh, patriarchy and become a knight. Herself. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate that she survived. I don't mind that. I'm sorry we have isolated you by our Game of Thrones. Though. No, it's okay. We're just going to color our placemats right now. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. Um, I I will say, also character-wise, uh, the two characters actually I, I feel like got endings that I I don't understand why. Number one, one of them why people are upset about it. I'm fine with Arya's. They just want to ship her and... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Baratheon, you know, the Gendry. Gendry I love. I love. I also am really happy that Gendry survived, and that Gendry's basically got his own kingdom, essentially. No, Arya was ever was always going to go off on her own. Uh, I. But I think a lot of people were rooting for those two to get together. That was stupid, though. That's not in her character. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I also uh, well, I, I uh. Uh, the episode beforehand, I think the hound went out like a fucking boss. Well, <laughs> Just like beating the shit out of his brother. <laughs> they finally listened to the fans and did something that we all wanted. That yeah. scene was brutal. Um, just the tension between those two characters was as expected and their ending was how it should be. That that was one of the few like endings in spite of the fact that it like I I you know all the things made sense in the finale. That was one of the character endings that I feel like lived up to what it should have been. And what he did for uh Arya. Yes. Just waking her to the fact that her path was not a good path. That yeah. she needed to do something different. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that aside from Ned Stark, he was surprisingly the other male figure in her life yeah. actually did good for her. And despite the fact that like he's not necessarily a good man, it's his basically uh, his basic point was, do you want to grow to become me? You don't want to be me. <laughs> uh I also uh even though he's such a fucking dick, but I love him. Uh, I love that Bron. <laughs> I love Bron. Bron is such a terrible. He is a I terrible think, human. He was featured more. This I do too. I do too. Uh, but I love that actor. Uh, but from what I've heard, uh, in terms of like gossip, he and Lena Headley just they fucking hate each other. It's it happens. You know, they, he they hooked up and that just didn't end. Yeah, I I also I've I grew I grew over this season to hate. Daener- uh, Daenerys, and I actually, uh, even though I, I'm not a huge Sophie Turner fan, I grew to really like Sansa. I, like the, I, mean, I like how she. Not the actor, uh, actor per se, I just don't like the character at all. I, I never sure. liked her character. In, she's the one character that I felt like actually like stepped up and became a character uh, this this season. And the fact that she's now like the independent queen of the North, I'm like, I'm okay with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Switch it between. Yeah. Uh, I have more thoughts. I just, I'm not processing well, them right well, now. Before, before you end the topic. Yeah. I mean, and having not seen any, but what would you say is the highest point of Game of, the Game of Thrones in oh. retrospect? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Hard Home. Okay. Where we first see the power of the Night King, who's the guy who is able to raise the dead to become his zombie bitches. Yeah. So he, this Jon Snow goes face to face, and just like the, they just go through a stare down on the boat, and just like, he just raises his arms up, and just like challenges the, the meme. Bro. It's the meme. The bro. meme. Hey, come at me, bro. Yeah. Um, that and Daenerys finally unleashing one of her dragons on like i hate the lannister family they're like yeah. cunts in this world and she just unleashes the dragon and the dothraki horde on them and just seeing the dragon just obliterate the army all i want that was i i i, I just my pants man i i, I will say two things uh once the dragons were full grown anytime the dragons did anything i was like woo dragons i just because part of me is nine, um, so I was just like freaking dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're freaking drag exactly. And and dude, battle of the bastards. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that, like that just a that's a that's just the highlight of the show for me. Like I mean, honestly, just just I, I mean not dramatically, but just in everything, I mean, I everything would be tuned out. But I think Rich, you would get into it. I mean, I think you would like it in the sense of the. The political backstabbing that takes place mm. between all the oh, families okay. trying to vie for power. You'll definitely get checked out by the zombies. <laughs> but if you like dragons and you like just politics and yeah. how they try to get at yeah, each other. Yeah, it definitely seems... Is it the West Wing, but with dragons? Kind or... of, kind of, but with more murder and rape. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I'd yeah, say a lot more murder so and rape. Is it House of Cards, but with dragons. I think so. Yeah, but with more murder and rape. Unfortunately, that's the. <laughs> that's the and I think you love kind of some of the villains. Y'all, um, I can't. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Like Joffrey, this kid who's a big dick. You love to hate him. And then Ramsey, and then Lena Headley is an actor who's she's great. I love her. I yeah. love no, no, her. I know her. They I, changed. Yeah, they changed the, the show for her to make her the the villain. That yeah, that she's an amazing actor. You her. love to hate her. Yes. Um, and just as my little plug again, uh, is Into the Badlands is Game of Thrones, but uh, more diverse cast racially and uh. And treats women treat equal number of murder, w- virtually no rape. Yeah, it's oh, not an HBO show. Uh, but yeah, plus <laughs> plus uh, the level of violence is the same. Uh, plus everyone does kung fu. Like <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. Ah, oh, God, I love that. Uh, and season two of Into the Badlands is like season one is as uh, I would say. Uh, this would be my comparison because Eve, I don't. You probably haven't watched Into the Badlands either. Into the Badlands, the first season is in a lot of ways like the first de- season of Battlestar. There's a lot of stuff you kind of have to sit through. I disagree. I I was in. I was hooked since the pilot. 
Sure. Uh, but I, like the, the, I tried seeing the first two episodes of Into the Badlands. It didn't hook me up. Yeah, it it gets better later in the show, and really, I will say that the 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 changeover, the where the show shifted and stepped up was in the second season when Nick Frost got added. Because Nick Frost is just Nick Frost. Like, he's just like one of those dudes who's just like, you put him in and, like, he just, he is, he's such a charismatic, funny actor that, like, he elevates everything else. I would say that the guy who did that in the first season is the main villain, Quinn. Because that actor, uh, he's the only one, he made a very specific accent that he was just going to be, like, uh, Basically, the equivalent of like a southern slave, like plantation owner, which is basically what he was. So he speaks in this really heavy accent, and he just chews scenery in that first season. Like he's just like every time he's on screen, you virtually don't notice anyone else who's on. Sc- like he's that kind of actor who's just like he's just just eating the entire scene. Uh, so there's that. So Endgame. Even though I have, a, I have more to say about Game of Thrones. Uh, Endgame. Let's let's get other people involved. <laughs> <laughs> in this podcast, <laughs> uh, I have s- now seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Once in IMAX, uh, it was really good, and it was actually better the second time around. I will say, I agree completely. It was, it was much more enjoyable. You you capture a lot of details, yeah, throughout the second time around. Either way, I cried. There was there was stuff I gotta legitimately say. I think because I was running it about, depending on where you hit me that night that we saw it, I was running from like 60 to 80% brain power. <laughs> so there was definitely, I will say there was definitely stuff that first time around that I thought was just stupid. Uh, there was whole chunks of Endgame the first time I watched it. And I didn't want to say this because I, because Eve was just like, shut up. Yeah, you would have smacked me. Uh, I didn't think that going in the second time around, but I will say there was just stuff that I was just like, I was just like, is this is this bad? Uh, most of it involved the time travel stuff. It was just like there was just stuff in there I I couldn't articulate to you. I love that because the second time it didn't bother me. That's the thing is the first time for some reason I was just like this all strikes me as badly written and dumb. But then the second time around I was like this doesn't bother me at all anymore uh thor took me a little while to get on board with uh in the first time around I tolerate that yeah part. yeah I, I don't love it i just tolerate. the second time i saw it though thor made more sense almost like the game of thrones it was like it made more sense character wise yeah. It uh, started to become sadder the second time yeah. around. Less stupid and more sad well, no, the second time really around. Sad. I yeah. Think, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you want to visually display his sorrow in, you know, losing all of this. It got, a, it got a little flack for being, for like, it got a little flack for, for fat shaming, definitely, which was, which justified. Yeah, but. You're a fucking god. It was, it the first time around, I kind of see where you're where you're coming from, but <clears throat> at the same time, I, I really got to respect even uh, Chris Helmsworth even more as an actor uh, because in the first, few, and he's 
apologies to him. Uh, not apologies, but he's not a great actor. Just period. He's not a great actor. However, yeah. he may not be great. He but, plays his card very well. But yeah. he's he's very versatile. And he play, and the, his scenes, he nailed them pretty well. Because he... Um, the first few minutes of it, when you when the you first see him, you know he's gained some pounds and he's down and, and he he's in his lowest point, and yeah, they they, they you know they throw you know some 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 low ball fat shaming. They jokes. do that throughout the movie. To be fair, yeah, like there's some low ball like fat shaming in there. But that, that I'm like, eh. but as his character moves along. You start to see that it, it's not like the it because it comes it goes from be, it being like haha funny to like oh no he's going through something pretty serious he's oh, broken yeah. he's like he's broken Rene Russo yeah his yeah yeah with her his scenes made, with his made sense yeah she she sold me yeah. on that look of Thor yeah yeah and you know what I respected about his character. Was that, especially getting to like the final battle scenes, when they face off with Thanos at at uh, toward the end, he could have just like they could have been written. It could, his character could have been written in a way where he's no longer fat. You know, he's like he's he's he. You know, it's it's all out battle. And in he, fairness, he he was he was even though he'd gained, he wasn't fat. Like he, he was, wasn't fat, but he they could have they could have written his character in a way that like it's toward the end he's it's toward the end he's ripped again he's got the hammer he's gonna go but they didn't do it that way he yeah he gained the hammer but he was thick and it was fine and I thought it was <laughs> he, he was thick and it was fine and it was kind of like it was kind of like a nice message. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was a nice message to like to like kids watching it saying you know kind of saying like you don't have to be like ripped to be a hero like you could be of any shape or size and and you know take on your fiercest enemy i thought that was pretty and you cool. can still be worthy that was the, worthy. That, that the other thing that like uh i didn't think was dumb i just thought it was a little sledgehammer e was the uh, here all our female characters who will handle oh. this one scene? Oh, now, yeah. now the one thing that I had an issue with that that was is, heavy-handed. I, it was I I wasn't as critical of it as other pe- as other dudes obviously were, but I was just like, I get what you're doing here. Cool, like honestly, like that's was my honest opinion about. It. I was like, cool. My only issue with that was, like, they all gathered and had, like, a tiny little moment that was ultimately po- proved utterly pointless when <laughs> Captain Marvel just grabs the, the fucking gauntlet and just, like, goes slamming through everybody fucking body. I was like, my, my only issue is, like, yeah, if you're going to have them all together, they only showed, like, each of them sort of individually, and not even all of them, for, like, a couple seconds. I was like, if you're going to do that... Let them have their team moment where they're actually working as a team. That's what made it feel like 
you know, if you're going to say it's pandering, I didn't think it was pandering. And even if it was pandering, fuck you. Who cares? So what? I like, wouldn't go to that extreme. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But my whole thing is just like, I, if this is what I understand what you're trying to do, but if you're going to do that, don't half-ass it. Like, I mean, to be honest, I mean, look at that scene. That scene has never been done. Yeah, exactly, in, exactly, the, exactly. This the this whole battle. Exactly. I mean, but to take a moment to acknowledge, hey, listen, girls and women, look at all of these characters. Look at all these characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Asked. Let's acknowledge that. I respected that. Yeah. Yeah, was it a moment? Yeah, but I appreciate that because you, we want Hollywood to acknowledge. Which is why ultimately that scene, even if it was sledgehammerly, I, I can't word. I apparently can't. It's not even a word, so it doesn't matter. Uh ultimately i was like yeah fuck it cool i'm yeah. cool yeah you know <laughs> like yeah um, so, um i kind of want to talk about like just why this movie is so fucking awesome okay um and it just got no it's just like that opening sequence where i just saw hawkeye and i know you have a heart on for hawkeye and that character <laughs> i do too oh that God. hit me way harder like, than i th- i knew it was and yeah. i'm not knowing from the very knowing yeah. it was gonna happen knowing it, i predicted that was gonna happen and i was like so knowing that was gonna happen going in and still having to watch it almost almost made it worse yeah i was like i knew this was going gonna happen in. i was like i knew this was gonna happen fuck it still hurts it still mm-hmm. sucks Jeremy Renner did a good job acting, and I just appreciated how they just didn't just go dive headfirst into the action. Yeah, yeah. They slowly build the the ramifications. <clears throat> of oh, the failure! Uh, I, that was so deep and. Per- yeah, that yeah. first act. Uh, the, I appreciate that. The first act it it, it dealt with. Uh, how each of our main characters deals with loss in yeah. their own personal ways. So you've got Hawkeye's character who basically becomes this assassin. Yeah. And without any remorse. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit anymore. Well, he's basically lost yeah. all, he's lost everything yeah. in the world that he cared the most about, aside, yeah. except for Nat, and yep. which brings you to Nat. And, and which got, is just. You've got Captain who basically runs a self help group. Yeah. Of survivors, you know, he's still the leader, yeah, and he's you know helping people deal with of this all world of all the left. like the emotional things. Uh, I felt like they actually the one thing this movie did so well, with one notable exception, is the one thing in the movie that I still thought was kind of stupid. Uh, yes, I will go get him in a second. Um, is uh. I felt that it finally gave Hawkeye and Black Widow like some real emotional heft yes. to deal with because they were always shortchanged yeah. in the, in the previous films. I mean, I I as as a non as not quite a nerd on this subject, I never understood why they were there in the movies before this point. Because I felt like they didn't have much to do before this. Yeah, time. which and is I kind noticed, of the point. They're like the normal. I get it, but yeah. I fe- but I felt like okay, so we're fighting whatever the big bad evil is, and we got a fucking archer here. Like yeah. that's like that's like that's like that's our plan. So we got like spacesuits and a green giant and oh, and fucking bows and uh, gods and fucking bow and arrow. Yeah. 
I mean, that, all right, cool. That's great. Yeah, and 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 a, and a person who's like a spy and an assassin, basically, who kicks things, who kicks things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I felt like I, of all like the little emotional m- moments, I felt like this was the one movie where you actually see that scene where between Cap and uh, uh, and Black Widow. Where she basically goes like, I had nothing before this. This gave me a family. Now that that's over, if I don't... It's basically that kind of, if I stop doing this, then everything is over for me. Yeah, and especially in the first act, when watching it a second time, you gather this. There is much foreshadowing. uh, Both on individual characters and what ultimately is going to happen yeah um so that was the, the the writing was i felt like the writing was tighter um the by the way i know someone who would greatly disagree with all of us on everything we're saying but that's sure that's, that's fa- i would love to oh god i want to hear i want to talk to him and feel uh shout shouts to uh, um chico leo I really want to. He he really didn't like Endgame, and I'm really curious to because he's one of those people who's just like you might disagree with his I, with his opinions like vehemently. He probably kills baby seal. No 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 no. <laughs> but he's but he's one of no no no. But he's one of those people. Yeah, but he's one of those people. Is like when he actually like breaks down all the problems he had with it. He was like, okay. I can see what you're saying. I still enjoyed the movie, but I under, but like I can't necessarily disagree with anything you're saying uh, or say that you're completely wrong. Uh, that being said, I will say even the second time around, as even though there's some great acting in there, it still struck me a little dumb in the Soulstone scene that Clint. And Nat are fighting. Hold that Clink thinks it so has to be him because it's Wait, so clearly her. Hold that though. Let's get okay. there though. Let's okay. get there because I have I have thoughts on that scene yeah. as well. But hold, let's yeah, yeah. Let's talk through the first act. Sure. This is a three-hour movie. We're gonna right. be here a while. <laughs> there will be a meal break. Um, I thought the the, the build-up was was well done. It, it, I mean, it was slow at times. It was a bit chatty. Um, uh, I I absolutely loved. Um, Stark's five years later, you know, transition. He's he has a daughter now. There, you know, he's. he's oh God, I love that so much. She's just so adorable. She's actually. Did she really have to have a the the adorable speech impediment? Is all I'm going to say about uh, that. Like I get it, but it was like that was a little on the nose. There's a little on the nose. You're yeah, lucky they didn't pair that with like adorable curly pigtails. Yeah, yeah. It, like that whole scene with her, like him tugging her in, like "I love you, 3000 I'm like, oh, just give me, like even the second time around, it just it just really Stark cool. as a dad is just like a. It's, it's, it was, it's it such was really a yeah. Nice to see all of that. So. Some of the, even with the, some of the, the time travel stuff, I was yeah. like initially had a problem with like him meeting his dad, and mm-hmm. then the second I thought that was kind of dumb. The first time around, and then the second time around, I was just like, "No, this isn't no, dumb. This really is actually works. really sweet." Dude with daddy issues, yeah. It's fair. That's fair. It really works. Um, yeah, the, the 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 treatment they gave Tony's character from beginning to end was pretty stellar. Uh, was I really I really respect what they did with his character? By the way, throughout. 
calling it before when we did the podcast. I don't I don't mean to toot my own horn, but like when we did our podcast about Infinity War, yeah. when I said I bet you that Tony Stark is going to be the key to everything because it basically this universe started with him. It's going to yeah. it's going to quote unquote and this at least this this arc Mm-hmm. of the Marvel movies is going to end with right. Tony Stark. Yep. And I was like, and I was right. Because it makes narrative sense. It's it's the most full tight circle. narrative. Yeah, it's a narrative full circle. circle. It's full circle. So, yeah. Any other thoughts on the first act? Um, I, I, no, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some little thing, little moments. Like, I love Captain Marvel uh, through... Out the first act. I love Thor's reaction to her. Oh, Hulk. Can we talk about Hulk? Yes! Oh, God. I love smart Hulk. I love him so <laughs> much. Professor Hulk. It, 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 I, you know, Mark I, Ruffalo I is just... <laughs> yeah. And, and the fact that he does the... If am I, am I not mistaken? Does he do the dap thing when the... the, the yes. That made me laugh so hard. And also think, have <laughs> oh, a painful... Sir, not that. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Old man. Oh man, it's just. Man. It's a. Uh, it made me have painful. <laughs> it made me have yeah yeah. What? My kids are trying to teach me this. What? Like catch something in the air. It's like a dance. I'm vaguely aware of this. I don't know. I don't. Knows hip hop. You're my connection. Yeah, but but we don't. Confirmation. So I'm not the only one. Let's yeah. Continue. We're old. I'm like, I don't know what you're throwing out just like, now. Like, like catching on, I don't know. It's one of a long line of of dances based on basic basic operations of the human body. All right. I, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Smart. I forgot, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Smart. That it makes perfect sense. Yeah. In retrospect, but then. You're watching the same, like, oh, but of course. Yeah. He figured it out. He figured it out. Yeah, yeah, You know, like, it took him all this time, and then at the end, all right, a perfect balance of yeah. the two. Yeah. Because he figured it out. It's not an ailment. It's not It's not a curse. He's, you know, he's his advantage now. Yeah. Um, And then Hulk, I mean, Thor, we talked about, um, and how he's dealing with loss. Did you enjoy the... Uh, what would they call it? What a time heist! The did time heist. That second act, I did. The first, the first, what? the first time around, no. The second time around, I was more on board with and, it. And I'll say, I'm the only person who's in this room who's seen it once. So, so take my opinion with that in mind. Sure. I, yeah, I was. <laughs> I what? I, but we didn't actually uh, audio. We couldn't see you shaking your head so so what was your actual opinion i did not care for this time heist it seems i will say it seems stupid the but it's not back to the was it tree was it was, was it because it seemed was it because it oh, seemed wait, dumb wait wait wait, wait, wait. have you forced her to watch more back to the future uh no because her eye roll uh, exactly I figured she might like it because it's not, and and they 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 shat on Back to the Future like not oh, even stupid. in a, yeah. not even that, suddenly. That, I, I do I did appreciate the moment in the theater when that line happened and literally all of us turned, <laughs> leaned forward and turned and looked at Rich and, and his brother by the way. Yeah, yeah. 
looked looked at an entire family unit who was destroyed <laughs> because because everything they hold dear in their hearts had just been repeatedly diarrheaed on and yeah. it was rough. Well, here's a, here's an interesting thing though. As much as they shit on Back to the Future, when the Ancient One explains the timelines, and I was like, "That's Back to the Future. That's Doc in Back to the Future too. That's yep. exactly what that scene is. Yep. Like, like as much as they shit on it, I was just like, "That's kind of Back to the Future too, which she just explained just then." Like, yeah, Man. yeah. Um, I mean, and and even even the writers, even the Russo brothers, made it a point that. When they're when they're explaining the heist, right? And I think it was yeah, it was Hulk that says it's time travel. Either you're either it works or you're absolutely crazy or something to that effect. I'm I'm sure I'm not quoting him verbatim, but it's that's kind of like the Russos saying just go along with it. Yeah, it's. It's time travel because there's a point to this, but it's not the end of the... It's not the whole... It's not the point of the movie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like saying, just don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it. Because everybody that watches time travel movies, you know, you're going to overanalyze it. Yeah, which is what I did the first time. And I will say that that the first time around, I was like, all right, this whole thing is an excuse to kind of go through the greatest hits of our past. Which I expected. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciated it more the second the time. Act, yeah. Which was dark and heavy. You needed that that brevity. That That's America's and, ass. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, there, it, I, I smiled throughout that entire second act. Yeah. It was needed because it was depressing during that No yeah. more stairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leading up to the second act, I forgot to talk about Ant Man because his. I heard about he, 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 I, I, he, you know, his. He's got great jeans. Yo. Great jeans. That man does not. Clone. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's he ages not. a little bit. If you get in close, you can tell. He's aged he, a little bit. But he's got great. He's, got... Uh, he's aged a little bit. Yeah. He's aged a little bit. That's as much as you're going to say. That, guy that is man. What, 50? He he is he is five zero years old. It's him. He has not aged a single day this whole time. He him him his and fucking ba- Keanu Reeves, man. His baby picture is his face from right now. Keanu's like, got some. Keanu has some gray hairs here. And he there. does. He does. Keanu, Keanu is fifty five though, so Keanu, maybe it, you know. But Keanu lived hard for a while. For a while, yeah, that's true. Like <laughs> that's true. Like, when you when you think about it, he's been living on borrow time, but. Paul Rudd just is like fine oils and liniments must be used <laughs> to preserve him something. On a I don't know. Basis, like I just want to. I want to be in his medicine cabinet so I can hit the store the same way. Or, he or is. maybe, maybe, maybe it's saying? the fact that like, uh, he's just like. It's going to sound. I don't care how it's going to sound. Fuck it. Uh, He's just like effortlessly charming and like nice, and apparently like everyone who works with him likes him. Everyone who meets him likes him. Like this it's true. I it's heard just this. like yeah, no, no. I mean, listen. He's he's just a perfect human being in every way, shape, and form. So and that's all there is to it. Just as a weird, tiny little tangent, tangent on Netflix, there's this series. Uh, I forget what it's called. Trading Barbs or something like that, and it's uh, David Tell and the guy I used to. Who hosted all the roasts? I'm drawing a blank on his name right oh, now. Oh, Jeff. 
Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. So they were hosting like three or four nights at the comedy uh, at a at the I want to say it's the comedy store. It's not the comedy store. It's the the one that's downtown. And it doesn't matter. So so there's a bunch of guests. Uh, some of them are comedians. And there's one night that Paul Rudd is in the audience, and they bring him up, and he's just. <laughs> he's really drunk. Like you can tell, he's br- he's just been sitting in the bed with like his wife and like some friends. Yeah, and he's just he's definitely drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still not like there are people who are just like oh you figured you'd be kind of like like turned off or like oh man you're drunk. <laughs> Even drunk, you're kind of like oh look at him, he's drunk. <laughs> It's kind of sweet. Like it's yeah. Even even drunk, he's like there are these two women who recognize. They're so excited to see him, and even like and he's like when I say he's he's drunk. Like it's not like he's a little tipsy. He's definitely drunk, and you're just like number one. The fact that like he was. It's I guess like publicist. Why no one seemed to fight this? They just let it go on Netflix. Because he doesn't say or do anything that's particularly... You just know he's drunk and being doofy and drunk. Yeah. So, that's yeah. But yeah, like, um, his whole reaction on arriving to that reality, it was... That was another... Yeah. Another, like, angle to look at it. Like The fact that his daughter is a teenager now. (laughs) It's just like, oh. Yeah. Man. And the randomness of it, because you have some characters who lost everybody. Yeah. And then he, you know, was lucky enough that, you know, that didn't affect his... But he was still... He's still dealing with, you know, just being thrown into that reality. I, I would like to address the fact that Doctor Strange is a dick. Wait. A little bit. But I he's. Hate, he, he, I hate him. Wait, I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch. I find his whole existence to be a situation. Uh, Eve is leaving. Spit <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it. Finish it. His beer. Uh, do you? Do I you disagree. Want a for the road. Are you? Gonna, I. I. I, you, I why disa- are you holding this bottle like you're about to crack it and shank me? <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm a cumber bitch. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. you're a cumber bitch. Yes, he, here's wrong. here's what else. Here's what I will say. Have you seen his face? <laughs> here's what I will say Boys about that. Sherlock. <laughs> no said. You think oodles. you think that one of the sleaziest men who sleaziest men who has ever existed on the planet is uber sexy? Ooh, Who's that? One? There's so many. Pick one. Uh, fucking, uh, the soccer player. Oh, Beckham? That the, man is the Beckham? greasiest oh, sleazebag I have ever seen in, in my entire life. Oh, you mean Cristiano Ronaldo? Both of them. Oh. Ronaldo is a... Ronaldo is a... Pe- raped a woman? Yeah. He kind of did rape a woman? No, he, he, no, he, he kind of did. He's a, he's a, yeah, petri- a, he's a petri dish. Yeah. I didn't know about... <laughs> both, both of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. So I can, I can understand... Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. About the, ben- about the Benedict Cumberbatch thing. Number one. <laughs> I'll... <laughs> well, this is taking an interesting turn. 
<laughs> it was inevitable. It, <laughs> so, so I will say, so I will say two things. Uh, number one, <laughs> number one, number one, <laughs> number one, uh, Doctor Strange is a dick. Yeah, his character is a dick. His character is a dick. Number one, I number two, I get the Benedict Cumberbatch. If he's not your thing, he's not your thing. I I love him, but that's uh. I always see a dick though. Wait, the actor. Okay, or his the character. character. Oh, the whole the whole bit of it. So here's 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 my damn beef. You you knew the whole time that there was one scenario that would save the whole thing, right? Yes. So then you tell people that. And you save everybody the anguish. No, 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 no. He can't do that. Yeah, doesn't work that way. Yeah, you can't. Tony Stark would have actually sacrificed himself if he knew ahead of time what he needed to do. Plus, he had a daughter. Would he want to do that? (laughs) I'm sorry. The dog is licking my leg and it's tickling me. So Um, what? What I will say. No, I act. Okay, so I actually think. That Tony's growth is earned. I think he would have sacrificed himself. Yeah. I think all of those things would have happened. Doctor Strange was just being a dick. Wait, wait. In Infinity War, two, 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 two things about Infinity that. Infinity War, he was not. Ready two things yet. about that. Yeah. Uh, two things about that. Uh, number one, uh, in spite of the fact that when you go into the past, there's possible futures. The way he treats it in Endgame is he doesn't tell anyone because anything he tells them could affect how they they could change one of those timelines. So he's seen all of the possibilities. This is how actually the Russos actually explain this too. And one of the things that people say, why doesn't he just use the sling ring to chop off Thanos' arm in Infinity War? And they explained that in a couple of the futures that Doctor Strange saw, he tried that and it didn't work. So the uh, the possible argument against why didn't he just tell people is it's possible also that in any number of those other futures that he saw, he told them. He told Tony Stark. He told all those people... And they failed. Like, that's, I mean, it, however you could shake your head at that, that's fair. It, but but there's all kinds of stuff that you could say that, that Doctor Strange's character is smart enough that, like, there's only one possibility, which means he can't deviate in anything he does from the one possible future that he saw that they won. He can't deviate, which means he can't tell anyone. He can't, like... Even when Stark asks him in Endgame, he can't tell him until that one moment. He just does the one. He puts up the one because he knows that like that's 14 million futures that he saw. I would think that it did at least one of those he tried telling them ahead of time, and it didn't work. In fact, I'm willing to bet that he told them in numerous versions of the future, and it didn't work. Like. Or you could argue that his character is just a dick and he just didn't want it to... Which also works, honestly. Yeah. It, so, it, I, I, ad- I admit that, that I had never seen Do- the Doctor Strange movie because I just... He's a real dick there. 
I I hate character is a dick. Yeah, I find no redeeming quality in Benedict Cumberbatch. I want nothing to do with him. That's fair. I understand that now this means even I are going to end twenty years of friendship, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, It it had to come to an end someday, I guess. So the the Benedict Cumberbatch thing, while I disagree, it's one of those things where it's like if he's not your thing, he's not your thing. Right. Uh but I can I'll, see how he could not be someone's thing. Like he's he's a very he's one of those. I agree. I agree. I agree. Do you need to date him? Like what's happening? Do you want? Do you want to have his babies? Like what's going on here? Yeah. I can't hit on the guy, dude. Can't hit on the guy. Says the guy with the with the deepest voice of all of us. That. I respect that. So. Uh, do you, you want him to say things to you? Like what's going on here? You, you, got, you guys want to have a voice? I mean, it would be nice to have a narrator in my my life. Like, just the mundaneness and throughout this. Yeah, yeah. So I I will say uh, just more like positive things. Even stuff that I knew was going to happen when I actually saw it. Dude, Cap getting the hammer. Cap getting the hammer. That was one of the moments where I was just... (laughs) That, uh, I very rarely ever woo... Like Ric Flair, woo, uh, <laughs> yeah. When he got the hammer, I was like, woo, just like, yeah. Uh, that and when you said I was gonna cry a lot, I only got really choked up, uh, twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> once one you is, said you're dead inside. <laughs> I mean that I will. I won't deny that. Uh, once was the, when, when everybody comes back, uh, and he says Avengers Assemble, I was just like, yeah, that's the, yes. Uh, no, three times, because I didn't actually cry three times. Uh, when Tony hugs Peter. Yeah, me too. Uh, Yeah, me too. I choked up on that too. Uh, and the actual, like, post-everything, like, his quote-unquote funeral scene. Like, yeah, that. St- surprisingly, the the cap ending scene didn't... It was moving, but it didn't... It was moving. telling him it's okay to rest. Yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah. That got me. That got me. That was rough to hear. I didn't want to accept that he was going to leave us. I mean, yeah. I, un- I understand in hindsight that he had to, that he had to, but I... He has literally made all the money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's all. Uh, <laughs> although, all although, uh, I, I read an interesting article on Robert Downey Jr. Where, yeah, he's earned all of the money, but he has sacrificed something because they analyzed what you know he, he could have accomplished had he decided to. Had he decided to not go along for this ride, there are, there's he, a bunch of he may have yeah, at this point, he may already have at least one Academy Award for Best Actor, and it was like it was like yeah he he went through this ride but he kind of like sacrificed that opportunity. Mm. He may still get it, but we'll, we'll it's it's he's got it's iffy. some time to do that there. But yeah, there there's a lot of roles that he probably didn't get it might not you know whatever alternate universe right. 
didn't get the due because he was committed to this. But you could say that, I mean, maybe him more than other people, but you could maybe say that about anybody in this movie. Him more than maybe anybody him in this more. movie. Yeah. Um, but you could say that about certain other characters as well. Yeah. Um, but I think we should talk about, because we, we, we reached this point, we should go back to talking in more in depth on Soulstone. The Soulstone thing. So here's my thing. Scene. I... The acting between the two of them, uh, I think, was great. That being said, uh, okay, that's fucking breaking my heart right now. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my come gosh! Come here! Come here! Come here! Come here! Oh my gosh! There's a doggy. There's a doggy that's stealing the scene. Yeah, he 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 wants to know. He, yeah, he wants attention. Uh. He can definitely be a very chill boy if if I don't know that there's room for him up there, but he can. Uh, so you mentioned how it was obvious that my my that whole thing was the one my my whole thing about that no, scene. No, the, no, that Scarlett Johansson was the one to make the sacrifice. I think that's she's obvious. Thing. She's the obvious choice. Well, to you, it was like one of those. It was one of those things. Yeah, to the character, to I didn't quite. <laughs> See, even that, I didn't find completely believable. Even though he knows he's done horrible things, he's once they get to picking up the soul stone, he's like, "Oh, I should go because I'm not the same person. I did all these horrible things. I can't be with my family." But. The reason why you ended up doing all those horrible things is because you didn't have your family. You still have you have your family back, dude. Like, what the? Like that was the only thing that but struck me as dumb. See, he would have gotten it. That's the thing. I mean, that would he would have gotten what? His family back. You know? No, no, no. See, this is my You're thing. About at the moment of the on that planet, at that moment, he thought he had to be the one to sacrifice it because there. He, he couldn't lose Bertolus's only remaining family, which is her. Oh, yeah, because he didn't know if he was going to... Okay, timing-wise, for some reason, that was confused in At my head. At that moment, he, he lost everything. To lose her, that would have okay. just ended everything for him. I don't know. Even the second time around, that the fact that they actually fought about it, just see, like physically fought that about it... more sense. I mean, they would sacrifice everything for each other. They're... They're that close. I could see that they would not allow the other to easily sacrifice. Okay, okay. I mean, that was the only thing that, like, the first time I was like, this is dumb. The second time I was like, this is less dumb, but it still feels dumb. Like, that they're actually physically fighting about it. It's just like, it's like, why, why, why? It's so clearly her. And that's like, honestly, that's not, I understand that I'm hugely biased when it comes to that. Uh... But that being said, like, yeah, it's so obviously her in that scene. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I didn't see that coming. I I I did think it might it might have ended up being Hawkeye. Um, that would be sacrificed. Well, if you read the uh, the sort of spoiler, one of the spoilerly articles yeah, beforehand, no, I stayed away. From they buried like the that. they buried the lead in one of them that one of the series they're gonna do post Endgame. With Loki, uh, Scarlet Witch, and uh, when Endgame, I think, had already come out, I think, 
or right before it came out in one of the articles they buried it really low like like ninth paragraph or something so yeah disney is also optioning a hawkeye series in which he trains a uh a replacement and that Kate Bishop is going to be in it because I'm a huge Hawkeye fan. His miniseries, I love Kate Bishop, who's like the female Hawkeye, like teenage Hawkeye. Uh, she's a great character, and the fact that like he's getting his own series, they're finally giving. I don't know what they're going to do with the Black Widow movie, but apparently that's finally happening. Way too late, by the way. Uh, well, obviously, it's going to be a prequel. It's going to be. It's going to be. Or they're going to pull piece. some like alternate. Well, like yeah, you know, universe, I mean, yeah, timey wily, wibbly wobbly. Yeah, you can do all kinds of, you can do all kinds of alternate time, uh, time frame films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've already established in Doctor Strange as a multiverse that they're bringing up again in Far From Home. So, yep. So th- there's a little bit f- also fuzziness, as much as I love that cap ending of like, so he. Without them, okay. Let's not get up to that. Okay. Thanos. So much. How different he was. I like this version of Thanos yeah. compared to the Infinity War Thanos. What did you all think? Because he seems more powerful. It's not. He's, he's more formidable. More aggressive. Yes. Than what we saw in Infinity. Well, keep in mind that this is technically past Thanos, right? And. He's acquiring the the stones easily, all at once, thanks to. Also, this is well when he 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 has them. This is pre him getting any of the 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 stones. So you get to see a Thanos, the the Mad Titan, yeah, the Mad Titan who didn't, been, and he hasn't lost. He hasn't lost uh, anyone. That, uh, what's her name? Gamora. Gamora. Yeah. So he hasn't gone through the stages that he had to go through during Infinity War to acquire the stones. He had to journey to all these different places. He had to wipe out all of these different... Half of... Well, no, not half. But, like, he had to wipe out a lot of people, a lot of... A lot of uh, civilizations to get to where he got... And he he was grieving. He was yeah. he was going through pain at the time. So he went through a lot. Now this past Thanos basically avoided all of that. Yeah, and got all of the stones all at once. So we got to see a very nasty. Yeah. Well, even before he dark. didn't have any of the stones, and he was still like yeah fighting like you know but he held back. I mean, in Infinity War, I mean, there's no fucking way Tony Stark is able to hold his own against you know yeah that guy you know it's like yeah it's fun to see but i really expected him just to like mop the floor with iron man and here in this version of uh thanos in endgame we see how brutal he is yeah brutal yeah catching the fucking hammer about to like oh man that but but that being said uh again coming back to the the uh like just cap with the hammer and the shield like every time he like bounces the hammer off the shield or bounces the shield off the hammer i was just like ah. <laughs> i had like a little chizzy moment yeah. now, now i have to ask a question is there some context for how cap gets to to own the hammer so yep. 
Like, like I, I remember from Infinity War. Was it Infinity War? It's Age of Ultron, actually. Age of Ultron, where like you almost see like like Thor sweating for a second. Mm-hmm. The idea that Cap could could get the hammer because he was getting pretty close to In it. In an interview with the Russos, they've mm-hmm. claimed that he has always been able. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. Since the, 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 he's just been reluctant to do so without hurting so, the feelings. Of so the way I always read that scene in Age of Ultron is it. If you watch that, because I did watch it again before seeing it in Endgame again, uh, is if you watch that scene, it nudges. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't. Just it right after it nudges. Cap does one of these, like where he puts his hands up and he goes, ah. yeah. and I've always, I always read that scene, and it's also in character with kind of how noble like Steve Rogers is. Is in that moment, like he's he's sort of pretending to hold, like pull it, and then it nudges, and he realizes, oh shit, I could actually pick it up in this moment. But I'm not going to because that'd be super. Because like, he's captain and he's yeah. noble like that. Yeah, he's like, oh, this would be super embarrassing. If- I, guess, I guess what I'm wondering is the background on why he's the one who can do it and nobody else. Uh, partially, it's like a fan servicey thing. Uh, partially, it's no. But Charlie's referring to his character. It's he's all the stuff that he's he's sacrificed. Yeah, he does the right thing. He no, eats no, no. his vitamins. No, he but, does. No, I'm saying Hulk is arguably stronger than Captain America. It doesn't have to do with the strength, right. though. So that's so that's what I'm trying. Like, what is it about the nobility and the strength of his, uh, that he possesses? Oh, okay, okay. That here, makes here, here, him here, here, the reason here, that he's the one. Correct. Why does is Every, he technically? Everybody's strong and noble. So why him? Yeah, Scarlet Witch has some. That's bad what I don't blood. understand. Same thing with Hawkeye. They are in dark place. They could never do pick up the hammer. Um, You're telling Hulk me Captain America issues. is not in a dark place? He's living in a time he doesn't want to be. Yeah, but he's in. never murdered people like uh, Scarlet. So Witch here, 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 or, here's uh, Hawkeye. Has here, here's the what they got. The here's thing. the thing I said is. Uh, The, the 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 thing is it's if he be noble like is what it is on a thing so technically anyone who fits the bill uh can lift the hammer arguably in the moment that tony stark is taking all the infinity gems arguably in that in that like fight sequence it probably would have never occurred t- to tony to pick up the hammer Tony could have probably picked up the hammer at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, theoretically? The character of of Tony Stark? Yeah. He's going to try to make the play, but... I would, argue, I would argue... I would also argue the same about... On a, on a different back. level, I would argue the same of Bruce Banner, the Hulk, is that, like, it's just... Uh, and also, it's it's putting pure like logic like rational hey the hulk could be as noble any of these characters could be a noble it's uh it's also a symbol of like if he be worthy well the only person other person on this team who qualifies for that would be steve rogers it's a symbol of it's a it's also like a symbol of like how noble and great 
Captain America slash Steve Rogers is. He's the depowered version of Superman, the guy who does the right thing all the time, the one who does not kill. Of all the characters in Marvel, he's one of the few along that's with not, Spider-Man. That's not true, though. Uh, Captain Ma- it's the... Uh... So here's the thing about Captain America, is it's you can't use the he does not kill thing as, 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 as a justification. He's killed a couple times, but here's the thing. The difference is uh, he's only deliberately killed a villain uh, at most, I think, maybe three or four times. And the reason why he does it is because there is no other recourse. He's killed, and they make a the the, the the like one or the two or three times, maybe less, that he's done that. They make a big deal about the fact that he's making that decision. Wait. Modern times or back in the you know early days. Well, aside from shooting Nazis, like we're not counting okay. that. Like we're not counting that whole thing, and and also probably shooting a shit ton of Japanese people, but we're not counting that either. Apparently, because um, we like to gloss over how noble World War Two was, yeah. uh, and all the all the really racist shit we said and did to the Japanese people, um, but. Uh, Putting all that aside, there is like a, a a vampire character or something like. Mobius. Is it wasn't Mobius? It was before that. It was like Count, Count Nefaria or somebody like that, where like the only way that he, it was like this character just wasn't gonna stop, and the only way he could actually stop this dude was to cut his head off with the shield. So yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna stop. Yeah. Wait, by the way, but that exists in the but, comics. Yeah. By the way, the, the him fighting himself and it's like I did this all day. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was good. That was funny. That was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're like that that whole line, that characterism from Captain America one. Yeah. I can do this all like when he's getting in in the first Captain America where he's getting like confronted by these these thugs in the alleyway and he's all scrawny that's like the first time he says it he's like i could do this all day yeah when he's getting his ass beat yeah uh so there's more that we should say about this and there's more we need to discuss right before we move on to another we're now moving on we're gonna take a break okay because we got to deal with dogs yeah because i feel that's bad a good point all right so we're gonna pause for a little bit here that's true. no, no right. one saw that right. I, like when he was I cast was too young so yeah I'm like you you are correct that 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 an actor worth their salt can can be any role that they need to be and he's gone he's Look, he's he has also gone out of his way to try and distance himself from he, and from all, Twilight. All this, he he did every you know art house kind of thing to be to shed that skin. So yeah, listen, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. Yeah, I just I just think that the other piece of it is when you think about. You do have a reaction to a particular actor playing a particular role. Yeah, right. I get like, that. like there's a reason why everyone is dying for Idris Elba to be James Bond. Yeah, 
right? Because there's something about what you conceive of that character and what you think Idris Elba could bring to it that you just think it's a great marriage. Yeah. So let so you know there, that's also on the table. There's something about the way that that I conceive anyway of Bruce Wayne and Batman and what I think Robert Pattinson does and does not bring to the table that I that at best I say he's one but he's not both. And I w- that's and that's regardless of like if he if he puts in the work he might rise to the occasion and surprise us but in this moment I don't see Here's it. what I'll say about that is I agree with you and I what I would say about that is like if it's going to work he needs to put in the work. In, in a lot of ways. Like, not just as an actor. There's a lot of stuff that he's going to need he, to... He's going to have to go above and beyond because, unfortunately for him, he is still very much, for the people who are going to want to follow him in this next franchise, the first franchise he was ever in. Yeah. He is still very much that guy. He's going to be... Ed- unless he can become Batman, he's going to be Edward Cullen for the rest of his life. Like... Which actually is an argument for him to really go gung ho on this shit, like, because it has the potential to wash the Twilight stink off him. Like that's the other side of it. Listen, I hope for his sake he is as successful as he can be, because it's got to be really limiting and frustrating to be also stuck in that in that. Also, here's the other thing that I will say, like in his favor, is uh, the argument has been made. It's like what people are like. Saying like when they retcon, they can't. You can't have Hugh Jackman be Wolverine anymore. It was like, well, who are you going to cast as Wolverine? And all the people threw out all these uh, names that were known names, and I was just like, those are all terrible ideas, every single one of them, because they're known names. It was like the reason why Hugh Jackman worked, and initially people didn't think he worked, was because no one knew who he was. Uh, half the people who are in the Avengers, aside from Robert Downey Jr. and maybe Scarlett Johansson, no one really knew who they were. Uh, and that helped. I would have never thought that you that you would see Mark Ruffalo of all people. Exactly. And and he and he's knocking it out. So I mean, listen, people I, didn't see Chris Evans as Captain America because, because you know I because I remember when they casted Chris Evans and I'm like, wait, but he's Human Torch. No, yeah. I've seen I, I hated the Fantastic Four films, but I've seen them in other things where I realized that. What what I think of what I think that whole thing did, or that whole arc did, was it took like actors. Yeah. Right. And and to your point, if you are an actor, you will yeah. you will work the material. Like the idea that like Idris is in this whole universe somehow. I I mean I didn't freaking notice, but like Natalie Portman is in this universe. You know, like just because they're from the Thor movies and the Thor movies, right, right, weren't. right. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but but my point is, if you are an actor, yeah, you you will you will do well, no matter you you stand a chance rather of doing really well, no matter what you. do. Also, I really like my other thing that I've noticed people say is that someone it, it can backfire horribly, but if you're an actor or like a creator and you're even though you're either you're really known or you're not so well known and you have something to prove like the reason why I like my argument like I don't have the, the negative reaction to Robert Patterson is just like 
dude, he he has something that. Right. It's almost like the negative reaction is like, oh, you have you have like if you're the type of person to be like, fuck you, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Like you could get a great fucking Batman out of him oh, well, just based out of spite. Like you know, Heath, like, Heath Ledger as the Joker is some combination perfect, of yeah. that, right? Yeah. So and 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 to your point, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is this combination of blank canvas and great skill set. The yeah. concern that I have with Robert Pattinson is that is that is baggage that I'm not sure anybody else has ever brought yeah. to a role of that of that. Well, position. you could kind of argue that Ben Affleck had that baggage. Uh, ben Affleck for me has the baggage of just being like a hot mess express yeah. human being, right? Yeah. Where I where I'm just like, will you even show up to work on time? Yeah, with like a thirty day chip in your pocket. I'm yeah. not confident. Yeah, right. Like that's a that yes and no. I just feel like Robert Pattinson, like he was a a little bit in Harry Potter. That's a that's a massive thing. He's yeah. in Twilight. That's a fucking massive thing. Yeah. That is a lot of baggage to walk around with and and I'm not convinced he's he's that fantastic an actor. And when I think about what I'm looking for in the next Bruce Wayne Batman, like we got let down with Ben we had we had a what's his face again? <laughs> what's his name? Um Christian Bale? That's the one. Yeah. Right? who rocked that shit till the wheels fell off, right? Then you had Ben Affleck. We kind of need somebody who's going to bring that whole thing back. I mean, it was right. It wasn't his fault. And I will say that the Chris Nolan Batman trilogy exists on its own. It, 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 far and away from this DC universe that exists, um, it will be very difficult to to top and or exceed in the foreseeable future. And I even see even when they cast when 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 Ben Affleck was cast, yeah, I, I I said, all right, he's a competent actor, but I never I didn't expect his performance to ever exceed Christian Bale's, and it didn't. It was. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, he did. He did the best. And also, and also, he, and, and also, he, yeah, yeah. Also, what he, he was never. Given. He was never given the opportunity to do no, to even try. Precisely. Like, of course, he's a. He can be a very. I've seen yeah. his. He's a. He's a very he's, good actor. He's a way better director than he is. He is a, he's a, than an actor, though. Yeah. I will say he's that a way he's a director. way better director. I. I just feel like we're watching a really big franchise actor go into another major franchise. Yeah. And and I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to question how he will handle given his Yeah, no, I I'll give you that. Yeah, of course. You, I give you. How is he going to handle this next franchise? I I remain unconvinced. Well, he well, well here he, here's here's the other thing that I was going to say about uh the difference between again between Warner Brothers and Marvel. Marvel had the smarts when they hired, even for the X-Men, to hire largely unknown people 
to play, with the exception, again, with the big exception of Robert Downey Jr. But even when Robert Downey Jr. was was cast, but he was a huge risk. He was a huge risk. He was His career was on a down curve. Yeah, he was he, a liability. He was a liability. Uh, whereas Warner Brothers has continually cast people who are known qualities. What might have been smarter for them, if they're going to cast a new Batman, was to cast someone that no one has heard of. Uh, yeah. Didn't work out so well with Brandon Roof, but whatever. We're gonna with Brandon I, Ralph. I, I, but I think it, I think it's some weird combination of because I think people knew who Robert Downey Jr. was. Yes, right. And you also knew that he could he could act the shit out yeah. of a paper bag if yeah. if his life depended on it. So like you weren't worried about whether or not he had the skill to do it as much as you worried about whether or not this actor can be believable yeah. as a superhero. Yeah. That's a different kind of problem. Yeah. And I just and I just think that his skill set as an actor and as a personality. Yeah. For that role, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Like, it's just a great marriage all the way around. But when I'm thinking of like poor Ben Affleck, yeah, in in Batman, in the Batman role, and mind you, maybe there is some question about the quality of of an of Iron Man versus the way that that uh, DC wrote Bat wrote Affleck's Batman. Yeah, all of that aside. I don't. He's not Robert Downey Jr. to me to yes. be able to step into that position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just not that dude. I like I said. I think they would have been better off. It's just like just stop, stop thinking that. Oh, we need a bankable act. That, see, that's always been the mistake that the DC they, movies have made. It's like we need a bankable everything on this. It's like. Do you though? If you wrote enough, if you that 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 always smacks of uh, studio. Not you didn't trust your writers to well, write a good story. But what they could have done was just. Call I mean, with the exception, again, we have the obvious exceptions. Uh, the obvious now two exceptions. I will say is Wonder Woman and Shazam. Shazam was almost feels like a fluke. Like almost feels like that. Sh- that feel that movie. Like to come back to Shazam feels like a like, holy shit that was good. Like yeah. <laughs> like I didn't I did not expect that, but no. that was good. <laughs> I, I think there's potential for DC to make more shit that are good. You know, <laughs> shit that are good. I mean, be honest. Oh man, we need to end soon. <laughs> we're more removed from the stain of Snyder. Yeah. Yes, a was a mess, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I prefer the ultimate because of what I just saw on my phone. I think Michael Holt or whatever his name is, the guy who played Beast from Oh the Nicholas Holt. Was Nicholas Holt, Holt was in the running uh, for to be Batman. You know, I could see a, that more than Robert Pattinson, honestly. I, Exactly maybe my point. Yeah, Damn uh, it. to be I don't know, maybe. Nicholas Hall has a weirdness about him that is like, yeah, watch, watch, watch 
warm bodies. Like there is so warm many- bodies is one of my favorite like zombies on genre. Like I was expecting this to be. I was he plays the main character. What about- I was expecting I- that to be terrible, and it's not. I- skins. He's another skins yeah, alum. I didn't know. I didn't know that people were looking at Nicol- Nicholas Holt, but. I when you're saying that to me, I see somebody who's terribly moldable. Yes. In a way yes. that you will not get out of Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Okay, you know what I, you know you know something? Like that is hyper accurate. That's hyper accurate. <laughs> that's what I'm like. That I mean that's 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 a factor, but I think that's what Charlie is saying. It, it's it's like a to me it's a 360 moldability. Like there is something about the way that he will work as a performer that you can mold him to be what you yeah. need him to be. Yeah. And the audience is going to respond to him because he's because to your point he's just known enough that like he resonates in your mind. Yes. Like oh yeah I I, I want to see him. from the X-Men. Like, right right right. Yeah. But he's not but he's not like Edward Cullen yeah. who you like also, just, not for nothing, but if you saw the British version of Skins, Skins. Nicholas Holt he in is Skins dark. is fuck. That's fucking young Bruce Wayne right there, He's, man. If I he, didn't know he was in the running, man. If I had known if he was in the running, I was like, why the fuck didn't they pick him? Like, like be, because it wasn't commercial enough. Because to your because because to your point. If DC's whole thing is let's get the most bankable person that we can into this seat, Robert Pattinson is your guy. Yeah. But if you're looking, if you're looking to say, well, let's replicate what Marvel did so well in finding Robert Downey Jr., Nicholas Holt is your guy. Yeah. That's why he's the Chris Evans. He's the Chris Evans. He isn't. That's the point. Neither of them. To to a studio. to to a studio, uh, Robert Patterson is because of the Twilight movies. Yeah, there yeah. there are to this day. Zachary Levy is the exception that proves the rule, in my opinion. Robert Pattinson's indie movies that like most people have not really heard of or or or, or are on their radar are doing well because there's some girl or some grown woman. Who was a little girl when <coughs> when the first Twilight movie came out, and she's riding with him until the wheels fall off. I work with with a handful of those women. Let's keep it real. Yeah, that's let's fair. Keep, let's keep it a hundred percent. This is just I'm in love with you, so I will follow you wherever you go. It is hard, so a studio thinks, to bring a woman into into an action movie but, but, audience. But, 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 it makes sense. It's like me and the Rock. Exactly. But but by the way, by the way, can we just uh just as a weird side aside and then we'll cover a couple more things and then we should wrap up because we're almost like two we're I think we're at over two hours now, which is yay. <laughs> um is can we just for shits and giggles just start grabbing more people from the British version of skins? Because uh look at look look at the track record here. Just not people who are super famous, but people have come out of there. Uh, and not at all of you will know who these people are, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, Kaya Scoladero, who whatever she's been in a bunch of teen stuff, so it's like she was in the uh 
the Maze movies, which Maze Runner, Maze Runner. You didn't like those? I think for what they are, they're better than they should be. Uh, uh, Daniel, Klua, uh, fucking Gendry from Game of Thrones, Sam's girlfriend from Game of Thrones, both from the original cast of Skins, uh, Dev Patel. Another one from the original. It's like fuck. Just go into that cast and start crapping people. Either either the original cast or like the the following cast and just start pulling people up, like, and be like, yeah, let's 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 put them in a movie. No, I mean, listen. The, the fact of the matter is, like in England, they take the performing arts quite seriously, yeah. and they and they and they have a national program to train you. Yeah. In in a so. I'm also, not... those actors, if you watch, like, BBC, PBS, anything, they cycle around all just the same yeah. actors are in, like, they, everything. They are, they are in every single – they work. Yeah. They work. I mean, I just I, – I didn't know Nicholas Holt was I didn't either. I didn't know. And, and, and now that I know, I'm a little now, upset. And, and I'm and a little that, salty. Now that you know. <laughs> I'm a little salty. Now that you know, right? Like who else was was possible? Robert Pattinson no longer feels like quite a fit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Although I will so, add. So I was right from the beginning. Sometimes it is okay to not see an actor. <laughs> yeah, in a, yeah. In it's a fair. Role. It's fair. Oh, Look, I wasn't necessarily disagreeing with you. I was just provi- I wasn't disagreeing. I, I was following. I, I was providing a counter, like a. A, another argument, another way of looking I like at that. When I'm right, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's it. I think that's like. Are well, there other things? I that, will yeah. Add. Yeah. That go for it. If Batman didn't need to exist within the um, uh, Justice League universe, John Hamm. A lot of people are were kind of calling. <laughs> a lot of people were calling for John Ham to be the next one. That, that's not the mic. I <laughs> love <laughs> that you did it twice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think I think that might be. <laughs> I love you so much. I know your next birthday <laughs> gift. It's going to be a mic in the shape of a... No, you bottle. know what it is? You know what I need to do? I just need to get stands. No, no, no. no. I need to get more stands. Can you get lav mics, lavaliers, so that way he doesn't have to worry about this? No, I need to get stands, more stands that can, like, fade. I have one. I need. I keep meaning to get I more. that's necessary. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to solve No. Nah. But I appreciate your glasses. Sure. Yeah. Yes, the British one. The American one is a piece of shit. But uh, like they do when they adapt many British yeah. shows, for the yeah. for with the exception of The Office. Uh, yeah. With the wait, let me let me rephrase that. With the exception of the first handful of seasons of The Office, uh, until it did what every American show does when it's successful is that it goes on for five seasons too long. Uh, yeah. Is there anything? I, I there is more stuff that's coming out. I'm just I've run out of brain power. I'll just say very quickly. Uh, Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone. Oh yes, um, yeah, that was the other thing. That... I I haven't. Well, it hasn't finished running because they 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 don't give you the episodes all at once. They 
they throw another one at you every Thursday. So I think they're up to episode eight, I think. Sure. Um, I'm about six episodes in. I'm not impressed. I really wanted to be like, yes, he did it. Yeah. And... Is it because he's not he's curating problem, it and not yeah. and not entirely behind it? The problem is that he's he it's presented by Jordan Peele. I think he's in the writing credits for one of them. Sure. But he's not writing most of the most of the is he episodes. Himself? It's a little bit like a that, little maybe, bit maybe, but it's like it it, it Every episode is wildly different. You know, maybe one or two are good, not great. The first one's good, right? With with, um, with Kamal Nanjiani, okay, uh, as a comedian, and I, I, th- I mean, the production value is high. Production value, sure. And they're long; they're like about an hour each. Some even longer, sure. Um, the first one was pretty solid, and you know it's a classic. See, the th- okay, what they're try what they're trying to do is kind of like pay homage to a lot of the ongoing themes of the original series, where you know a character makes a deal with the devil, or you know there's um th- there's some kind of um you know device that changes time. Or you know all of these different elements from the original series that they somehow touch throughout, and you know the the second episode, uh, Terror at Thirty Thousand Feet, is a total almost remake yeah. of the original. Well, because it, they do that with they do William that with Shatner it. seeing a demon on the plane. Where this time it's Adam Scott, isn't it's it? Adam Scott, yeah, and he doesn't see a demon. But I'm not going to ruin. I'm not. No, no. There's no spoiler, but. The big reveal is like a little bit underwhelming, but that said, it's actually to me, in my opinion, it's probably the best episode in that. But and then the third episode is is okay, but then it touches. Okay, see, they start to get into into tackling like social. Um. Uh, social uh, problems of the modern age. Yeah, it's kind of what the show is always about. Yeah, but it's it becomes a little, very heavy-handed yeah. in some instances. And the third episode is a lot like that. Like, toward the end, it, you're like, all right, you just, you, it, it completely derailed of what it was building up to. And it left you with this, you know, social message... Which, in, yeah, and in you kind of like, all right, I see what you're trying to do, but it doesn't, it it doesn't really. I don't see how it really melds with, with the series of itself. The whole series is missing, I think, an overarching. Well, there are, uh, it's anthologies, so it's, it's, an anthology, it's, it's difficult to correct. do that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, again, it's. Um, and some of it is even predictable. So that's so, unfortunate. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate because I was like really looking forward to it. 
Um, and, I mean, it's not. I'm is not that all access? Is that on all it's access? It's on CBS okay. All okay. Access. I think it's. Anyway, give it a shot, but like again, I, I'm. It's one of I'm the things a, I'm gonna watch while I'm. I'm a little while disappointed to it. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, hope I. I'm, it's still not done running, so I still have a couple of episodes to still watch. They'll they have the space episode. Sure. I think that's the next one I'm about to watch. Um, it's no Dark Mirror. I mean, Black Mirror. Yeah. Rather. It's not. And actually, some of the writers from Black Mirror are in this. Yeah. Are, are involved. And some episodes feel sort of Black Mirror-y. Sure. But they, you know what they're missing? They're missing that, that shock value at the end. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the problem is that they relaunched uh Twilight Zone and the problem with that was that they already did relaunch Twilight Zone and it was Black Mirror. Like right. that's basically yeah. I think the, yeah. the thing that they're running into yeah. is like yeah, the modern Twilight Zone is Black Mirror. Yeah. Ex- except you know, Twilight Zone did do some other like supernaturally uh, more monster sort of type stuff. Right. It wasn't like completely technology based. Technology based, correct? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it it's it's one of the maybe it just proves that Twilight Zone was one of those shows that it it's it's of its time. And yeah. You, should, you know, you might maybe you should just. Well, I mean, people forget it. that like the redone Twilight Zone in the nineties wasn't that no. great. The original Twilight people forget also the original Twilight Zone. Was very uneven as well. Some of those episodes are great, and you know, some of them it just was. aren't. Aren't. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So like anything that you remember was great, and it's like, yeah, some of it was great, some of it was yeah. not. Yeah. So anyway, those are my initial thoughts, but I'm yeah. sure I'll have more. There's a bunch of stuff. I. I it's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. That I just. Uh, all right. Good, Good night, times. everybody. <laughs> <laughs>